the Fitness for the Fairways podcast, helping you make your body the best club in your bag. Joe interviews the best strength coaches, physical therapists, and golf professionals to help you take your golf performance to the next level. Hey everybody, welcome back into the Fitness for the Fairways podcast. I'm your host, Joe Gambino. I hope you guys enjoyed the Masters weekend. Uh, it was it was fun to watch some golf. Uh, I actually got to watch a good chunk of it, which was was great. Uh, still got a chance to go outdoors and go for a bike ride, and just kind of relax a little bit and and uh, watch some G. And it was uh, it was it was fun to watch how great DJ played. I mean, he was lights out all weekend. Ended up breaking the Masters record for the lowest score in relation to par for all four rounds. I think at some point for in a, in a two round, I don't remember if it was the first two rounds or between the second and third round, but he had hit 33 of 36 screens. That's just unbelievable. Uh, so <clears throat> crazy to see that, you know, the just kind of kept pushing forward. And no matter, you know, how close uh, Cameron Smith or M got to him, he just kept, uh, kept pushing forward. Uh, and I mean, Great to see how well M played. I mean, his short game was just absolutely amazing. And at 22 years old, to have that kind of uh, composure, uh, really, really impressive. Uh, so really fun to watch. I, I did find uh, Bryson struggling to be a little bit disappointing. You know, I've been uh, a fan of what he's been doing uh, from the, the weight game perspective, adding some distance. It's been amazing to see what he's done so far. Uh, so a little disappointing to see his struggle, and I think even more disappointing to to kind of hear um, a lot of the heat he was getting um, through the media and just from uh, golf fans and, and certain forums um, when he almost missed the cut. And you know you could tell he's doing great things in the game of golf because uh, he is getting as much hype as possible at this current moment, and. He is under the microscope, and everyone is checking in to see what he is doing. And he is going to—he's going to have his critics um, coming, you know, for the rest of his career, pretty much. And, and Tiger always fun to watch. You know, was, uh, he shot that ten in the in the final round, I believe, on hole twelve. Um, but you know, he's just so mentally tough. I mean, able to come out of that and then shoot uh, birdies and the four out of the next six holes. That was. That was awesome. Uh, so a lot of great golf uh, all together. I would love to know what your favorite uh, Masters moments were. Uh, you can hit me up on Instagram uh, at the handle at Joe Gambino DPT. Shoot me a DM. Let me know what uh, your favorite moment was. You can also shoot me an email, support at par4performance.com. And there is the uh, Fitness for the Fairways Facebook group. You can hop on in and let me know there. So either way, Love to hear from you guys. This week's weekly tip. Uh, you guys may find this a little bit boring, um, but I think it's important to say. And it's going along the lines of if you've been struggling with pain or injury for anything longer than four weeks, go get assessed. Go see somebody for it. Go find a local physical therapist, chiropractor, a skilled person near you that can handle this, or head to the show notes, book a discovery call with me, and we can discuss how I can help you virtually um, through either virtual consults, online training, or any of my 
um, online programs. But if you've been dealing with issues long term, four weeks or more, or have an injury that's very recurrent, happens over and over again, multiple times a year, every single year, don't keep waiting. It's not just magically going to get better. Use somebody to help you get there. All right. Well, selfless plug in some degree, but an important point nonetheless. Let's now jump into this week's episode. Today we have a solo episode. I kind of just wanted to touch base on something that I've been talking with some people about on social media. I've been inviting people to DM me um, if they have certain issues. So feel free um, to to do the same. And just kind of talking to people, you know, the, the concept of taking care of your own body has come up a ton. And I wanted to take uh, an episode here to really just kind of go down the rabbit hole of how one can really go about learning about their body and then just taking care of it. Because I think what many people think, and I hear this all the time, is that if you're active, you are in shock that there's the potential that you have pain at some point, right? So I hear people say all the time, I walk every day, why does my body hurt? I strength train in the gym, why does my body hurt? I go biking, I go running, I do X, Y, Z. You know, why does my body hurt at the end of all of this? You know, shouldn't me being active and moving daily prevent me from doing that? And, you know, I think people think that, you know, if they're active, they shouldn't really experience pain. And I, I believe that this is a fallacy, right? And I think there's a couple of things that you should know about pain um, and movement to kind of, kind of get a better grasp of this. And if we think of pain in its most simplistic sense, pain is your body's request for a change, right? So if you've done something and your body starts to to create pain, it's, you know, your body is just telling you, it doesn't necessarily mean that you've torn something or you've done any real major anatomical damage to it, but it, it's just telling you that the stimuli that's being placed on the body, it's just not quite happy with, right? So pain can be frustrating, it can be scary, but in reality, it's normal and it serves to help protect us. So if we kind of reframe pain as something that we're probably all going to experience at some point of our lives, just the mere fact that 80% of the population at one point or another is going to experience lower back pain tells you that, you know, we're not talking about neck pain, elbow pain, wrist pain, ankle pain, uh, foot pain, whatever it may be. So if we're talking about all of these different types of injuries, chances are at some point in your life, you're going to experience it. And when we kind of reframe it like this, pain is actually somewhat normal and it gives us information about our body. And trying to think of that when we have pain can hopefully help you kind of manage it a little bit better, right? And you know, a lot of people struggle getting out of pain, so that can make it even more frustrating. But finding somebody, if, if you are struggling constantly with pain, can be super, super helpful. Okay? And why being active just isn't enough, right? Activities like walking, biking, and running, they are great for, you know, our overall cardiovascular health. Activities like strength training can help build strength and resilience. And I do believe that strength training 
does have a very specific carryover to our joint health because it loads them and makes it stronger, makes it more resilient, right? But when we look at sport, when we look at running, walking, biking, when we even look at a lot of the movements at the gym, A, they all train us in our mid-ranges of motion. So we're ne- we're still not exploring lots of motion that happens at joints. When's the last time you brought your shoulder into to max extension or reaching behind you as far as you can? Unless you're like trying to reach something in the backseat of your car while your seatbelt is on at a red light, you're probably not really getting into that position all that much unless you're maybe doing dips um, or certain exercises like that. Uh, when's the last time you took your hip into, you know, ton of like going out to the side as much abduction as possible and max flexion. It doesn't quite happen. And when we sumo deadlift, you're going to get some of that, but you're not going to take it to its end range. And what we do know about the body and how we lose range of motion is if we don't experience it, we don't do it, uh, we will lose that range of motion or injury is going to do. It's going to be one or the other. So if we do start to lose range of motion or not train certain ranges of motion. This can potentially down the line, right? Not in the near future, lead to compensations, can lead to tight muscles, can lead to pain. Uh, The other thing that we kind of lose and we see this more with running, biking, um, and things like that is that there's not a lot of movement variability. There's a lot of load and force going on in the body and it's repetitive in nature. And Strength training is quite the same. If we think a lot of the movements, they are sagittal plane. It's a lot of knee dominant movements. It's hip hinging. It's pushing and rowing or pulling variations. Yeah, we can create a lot of variety within that, which why it's less so a lack of movement variability with strength training. Uh, But again, we're still missing end ranges of motion. And it's still... You know, when you train for a long period of time, you end up stressing the same tissues over and over and over again. So the lack of movement variability, plus if you're limited in any range of motion or or compensating in any way, shape, or form, or if we're training too hard or not training hard enough, there's a lot of factors that can really play into us being or having pain. So just being active isn't enough. It's a great start, but we kind of need to add to that. And this is where joint specific training kind of really comes in. And, you know, especially with our lifestyles where we're sitting a ton, we don't move as much. If you really think about our day to day, 24 hours in a day, seven days a week, typically when we go to the gym, we're going anywhere between two and five days a week for about an hour. It's not a ton of time when we look at all the hours in a day. So I think having a small plan to to kind of move on a daily basis that focuses on joint health um, is very important for us to kind of continue to feel better, make sure that we're always moving well, and that we're not kind of losing, you know, some of the fundamental mobility of our bodies. And the best way you know, we kind of break this down is into flexibility and mobility, right? So when I'm assessing somebody, I look to see if they have the ability to both passively move into the positions and actively move into the positions. So I will take them and move them, their hip into internal rotation, external rotation. I will move them into 
uh, cervical flexion, extension, all these different things at every single joint. I'll see what it passively can do. And then I will have the person actively do the same movements to see if there's any large variances in active to passive ranges of motion. Now, when we look at flexibility, flexibility is the, is the ability to move into a position with the joint with external assistance. So me stretching you, you're using gravity, um, using a strap to pull yourself, whatever it is. If you're doing static stretching, you're doing some sort of passive flexibility work, trying to improve passive flexibility. Now, mobility is when we're talking about trying to actively move into positions. So that will now be, if I was to stretch your hamstring, bringing your hip into flexion with the straight knee. Now, if I ask you to do an active straight leg raise, I am now seeing how you know good your mobility is in that pattern, right? So if you say I can push you up to 90 degrees with my hands, but then you try to lift it up and you can only lift up to 45 degrees. That's a large difference in, in passive to active range of motion. The way I look at this is that flexibility is um, our, not the ability to move, but it's kind of like our capacity to move, right? It's our potential for movement because you can get into the position, you just need help. Mobility or active motion tells me how much control you have over these positions. And that is all the difference because if you can't actively move into a position, you're going to struggle um, when it comes to a movement pattern that requires you to get there. And, you know, the golf swing requires tons of different joint requirements to, you know, actually complete a, a nice looking swing. So if we're, you know, we need a certain amount of hip internal and external rotation so we could actually rotate within our swing. We also need a certain amount of spine rotation. Without spine rotation, it may be very difficult for you to actually rotate within your golf swing. We can look at shoulder external rotation is another important one where if we lack shoulder external rotation and it can really impact us getting to our backswing. And that can or that could even really impact us creating lag within our within our downswing. So looking at our ability to get into positions becomes very, very important and lets us know from a, a joint perspective if we, if it's even possible to have success in an actual movement or an actual athletic task. The question from here becomes, well, how do we then even know if we are limited somewhere, how do we kind of figure out your own body so that you can make decisions on do I need to improve X, Y, or Z? And that's where having a very good self-assessment tool kind of really comes into play. And I use controlled articular rotations or CARS as my modality for that. They are a daily movement tool. So this is something that you can do every single day just to move our joints throughout its entire range of motion that will start to teach us how to control our bodies better. It ends up serving as a significant um, maintenance tool for us because remember we talked about if you do not experience the position for long periods of time, that is one of the two reasons that we lose range of motion. So we'll be able to maintain it. And then we use cars as a self-assessment tool. And that becomes very powerful because now we can start to really look at the body and start to compare left shoulder and know if there's any differences side by side. 
but I can also compare adjacent joints. So I can compare my shoulders to my knees and my knees to my ankle and my, and my ankles to my neck. And I can start to pinpoint which joints move the worst and which joints move the best. And I can start to see how they correlate to people's pain or your own pain. Um, and you can start to formulate a plan of action based off of how you're moving and really just starting to pay attention to your body. Uh, you can start to now focus your attention on the joints that matter the most. So we have the CARS routine that takes 10 minutes and then we do maybe another five minutes of motion or movement that's specific to your weakest points, which let's just say maybe it's spinal extension for you. You lack spinal extension, you have C posture when you set up to the golf club or when you're setting up to the golf ball and that's affecting how well you can rotate and access both your backswing and your follow through. So we're going to want to start to spend a lot of time on improving spinal extension so that we can have better access to rotation in those two positions because extension is needed to have rotation. You can't have rotation in a flex position. And you can practice this. You can be listening to me talk right now and you can sit up with a nice tall posture and then rotate as far as you can to the right, come back to the center, rotate to the left as far as you can, come back to center, and then sit in a slouch posture and then try to rotate to the right, come back to center and try to rotate to the left and tell yourself which one feels like has more space to move into rotation and you're probably going to say when you're sitting up nice and tall um, unless you have significant rotational deficits um, so if, you know if you're feeling like they're the same not very different you may want to start working on some extension but that that in itself will start to tell you that you know if I'm in this position I could move further tells you that you know if you suck at rotation and you suck at extension, maybe you should try training extension first rather than spending all this time training a rotation because the extension will have significant carryover to rotation. So the self-assessment tool is important. And um, I will add a the some CARS videos into the show notes for you guys so you guys can access it, practice them, test it out. But I would highly recommend um, trying out um, my other my virtual kin stretch program, uh, the ultimate hip program, or I have a, a golf mobility program uh, up on my website. Through the end of Monday, it will be 33% off using the coupon code MASTERS. And you know, the this will use all these same principles. So if we're using the CARS routine to self-assess. The Kinstretch membership has a ton of different classes on a joint-by-joint basis, so you can kind of break it down. Oh, I know based on my CARS that I don't have good spine mobility. You can start to take spine classes, spine mobility classes, to really start to build up your body's mobility in those positions, and then you will always use your CARS as the reassessment tool to know if we're making progress. So this kind of comes down to the next point of consistency, trumping everything. You can purchase a program online, do it for two weeks, and be like, well, I don't feel much different, and then say that it didn't work. But if the program required you to do six weeks or eight weeks or 12 weeks or some other period of time, you can't say that that program worked or didn't work because you didn't follow the program 
to the exact recommendations, right? And the one thing that we do know about the human body is that it does take time to adapt. You cannot do something for a week or two. And then as you're starting to feel better or not feel better, make a decision that either a change happened or no change happened because the body takes multiple weeks to adapt, right? It could be up to a four to eight week period of time. That's why the Ultimate HIP program, which is a a pre-made six-week program, is six weeks long because I know it will take time for you to adapt to the stimulus. And it's a lot of repetition of movement so that you will adapt within that time period. The Kintridge membership, that's kind of like a, you know, follow your own path kind of deal where you would self-assess and then you would go into the classes and you just take classes on your own. And then the way that I tell, teach it to people or recommend for people within the membership to do it is that when you find yourself really struggling with movements and they're starting to tackle the positions that you really struggle with in your self-assessment tool, those are the positions that I really want you to start to just add into that five to 10 minute daily routine to really create consistency to improve your mobility, right? So that I think is is very, very important in its own right. Being consistent, following a plan, sticking to it, and seeing where that gets you because without that consistency, it becomes very, very difficult to you know, make progress, so to speak. Uh, so that's kind of where I wanted to go with this episode, really just learning how to take care of your body. And it really starts with just coming up with a daily movement routine um, to get things going. And we had a weekly tip um, two or three episodes ago where I said just start doing the five-minute flows where if you just moved for five minutes uninterrupted, it doesn't even have to be scripted, that would also fall into this category. It may not be end range training, um, but just adding daily movement on top of whatever you're doing to stay active, or even if it's all you're doing and you're just going from doing nothing to that, significant um, benefits should happen just from that. And then as you start to get comfortable moving a little bit more frequently, trying to get a little bit more specific, either getting assessed by a practitioner you, finding a good trainer near you, um, or hopping on one of those programs that I talked about um, can really start to make the difference on really teaching you about your body and helping you really understand um, how to progress from a movement perspective or a joint health perspective. And then that stuff will really complement all of the other physical activities that you're trying to do, whether it's working out in the gym, whether it's playing golf, whether it's uh, going for hikes or whatever it may be, running, biking, things like that. When we know our bodies can move well, when we know that we're strong enough to tolerate the forces, we should be pretty good otherwise. And it doesn't mean that we've negated or made it so that you'll never have an injury, but we would significantly reduce the risk. And if something did happen where we had pain or we did have an injury, it should be easier to recover from them because your tissues are more resilient than if you did nothing at all. So hopefully you guys found this helpful. Um, Again, uh, the link will be in the show notes for all three programs, the Kinsher's program, the Ultimate Hip Uh, mobility program and the golf mobility program using the coupon code masters at checkout to get 33% off. Uh, It's a great deal. Uh, So 
I'd like you guys to try and I'd love your feedback on it as well. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this quick little episode and uh, we'll be back next week uh, nice and strong with, uh, with a great guest and we'll take it from there. So hopefully you guys enjoyed Masters Weekend and I will see you all next week.